Let's dental. In the previous episode, we have discussed about the introduction to pemphigus. That is, like we have discussed, what is pemphigus? What is its etiopathogenesis? How it occurs? What type of disease it is? And also some clinical variants we have discussed. Among the clinical variants, pemphigus vulgaris is the most common variant of the pemphigus that is present uh, presented clinically. So today we will discuss in detail about the pemphigus vulgaris. It's like uh, in detail about the clinical features of this pemphigus vulgaris and further diagnosis, laboratory investigations, and management. We will discuss in the next episode. So coming to the pemphigus vulgaris, as we have discussed, it is the most common variant of pemphigus. About eighty percent of the pemphigus cases will be pemphigus vulgaris only. In this disease, both the, both the desmoglein one and desmoglein three are affected, so that. Clinically, we will see the lesions both on the skin and also the mucosa because both the desmoglins are affected by the autoimmunity. So these diseases present most of the time. These patients who are suffering with the pemphigus vulgaris is found to have other diseases, associated diseases like myasthenia gravis and other neoplasms also are also associated in these patients. So we need to rule out whether patient is having any other disease and also to rule out any other. Neoplasms like thymoma, lymphoma are found to be associated with the pemphigus vulgaris presentation. So we have to rule out first if at all you are seeing any patient, you are suspecting of any patient as pemphigus cases. You have to rule out any other disease the patient is suffering, mostly like autoimmune or otherwise like blood-related neoplasms. These patients, such patients, will have this autoimmunity and present with the pemphigus vulgaris. So, coming to the clinical features, skin involvement we will discuss. Then we will discuss with the mucosa. Coming to the skin, on the skin you will see the formation of vesicles are the small, little bigger size bullae are formed first. Then they will rupture and they will form the ulcerations. These bullae are typically thin-walled. We call them as thin-walled vesicles because these vesicles are present within the epithelial layer, so that the overlying epithelium is not complete. Not all the strata of the epithelium are not present above the vesicle. Only few will be present, so that it becomes thin-walled clinically. So they are as they are thin-walled, they rupture easily and present as the ulcers on the skin. So they also spread peripherally. Means that autoimmunity present is. Will uh, go on spreading at the periphery. Once it is becomes uh, vesicle, it will be ruptured and forms the ulcer, and it's more prone to spread peripherally. There are two characteristic features for this pemphigus clinically. One is, for example, if there is a bulla at the vesicle, and you are applying pressure on the vesicle with the finger, that uh, size of the vesicle will increase at the periphery. It means that the formation of vesicle will occur even at the periphery if you are, if you are applying pressure. Means the epithelial layers are ready to separate from the underlying epithelial layers. So once you apply pressure, it is getting separated and forming the a bigger size vesicle. The vesicle size is increasing. The other characteristic feature is, for example, there is a vesicle and it ruptured and formed an ulcer. So, but here you are applying pressure at the adjacent skin. Means surrounding the ulcer, there will be healthy skin or the mucosa. If you apply pressure over there, there will be formation of a new vesicle over there. So this is one other characteristic sign of the pemphigus. This particular sign is typically called as Nikolsky's sign. So Nikolsky's sign and also the formation of the increase in the size of the vesicle once the finger pressure is applied. These two are the clinical characteristics of the pemphigus. So this disease, these ulcers or the vesicle or the bulla will develop very slowly on the skin, and they apart from the oral mucosa, even some patients will have the involvement of the 
laryngeal and the pharyngeal mucosa also like any other mucosa can be involved apart from the skin and the oral mucosa so we need to in, in means in such cases we have to think the patient is having severe presentation of femphigus vulgaris so coming to the oral mucosa how it is presented on the oral mucosa but 60% of the patients it is observed that oral signs are the first sign before any skin lesions are appearing means oral physicians are the play will play an important role in diagnosing the pemphigus vulgaris in patients before the skin lesions are appeared so in 60% of the cases oral signs will be first before the skin lesions appear so how they are present again same they will be appearing as vesicles and they will rupture and form the ulcers so most of the time they will be ruptured very easily immediately so rarely we will see the vesicles in the mouth most of the time they will be presented as the ulcers only so how to differentiate these ulcers from the other like viral infections or the recurrent aphthostomatitis means they will have typical features first one is the size of the ulcer will be little bigger not like crops of ulcers as seen in the viral infections and also these ulcers will be of irregular shape whereas in the recurrent aphthostomatitis and all we'll see the symmetrically like well defined ulcers whereas in the pemphigus these ulcers will be irregular in shape they will be shallow and also one more typical feature because they are ruptured vesicles they will have epithelial tags at the periphery at the border of the ulcer so these ulcers will be little bigger shallow irregular in shape and with epithelial tags at the periphery and they will not be healing as seen in the viral infections and also they they will they will be present for chronic period of time whereas in the recurrent aphthostomatitis they they will be healing in one place and recur in the other place but here the single ulcer in one site will be present for a long period of time so these are the chronic ulcers and also in, if you are seeing all these features typical features you need to rule out if the patient is also having the skin lesions and go with the diagnosis of pemphigus or the pemphigoids so how to reach the final diagnosis means how to differentiate it from the other variants of pemphigus or other like um, subepithelial ulcerations and all means we have to do the like biopsy and all that we will discuss in the next episode so this is about the clinical features characteristic signs and the clinical symptoms of the pemphigus vulgaris coming to the diagnosis uh, confirming the diagnosis with laboratory investigations and the management of these patients we will discuss in the next episode thank you